Dude, no, for real though, like for real, it's, I know, dude, I want to say, bro, you were probably the third, I think, yeah, I think like the third ever guest I had on the show, man, and we did it way back in like early 2020, dude, way back, so thank you again, man, for coming back onto the show, dude, Um, and of course, it's, bro, and of course, it's Beast Camp out in this bitch, y'all already know the deal, um, uh, I had somebody do that. I was telling to about the podcast, Miss <laughs> Miss Kaylee. Yeah, so she's watching. I'm gonna have some more homies tune in, shit too, bro. So I got a lot of people who are excited to to hear what you got to say and 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 stuff you got to share. But how's life, it's bro? How's a, everything? It's been a minute since I've been able to share, and I feel like I think just like crump dancers in general, especially people like yourself, need to share more. Like, it's not just about the dancing anymore, you know? I think, like, having the podcast and even just, like, street styles in general mm -hmm. need to share more because there's so much, like... Because I've been in the coaching space for a little bit and then so much shit happened that I had to, like, take a step back, reassess everything, and now I'm slowly coming back into the phase of, like, actually sharing um and in the way that i want to share as well you know especially when it comes to like dance what it actually is and we'll go into that in a little bit but um i just wanted to preface with that shit but how have i been that was your question right yeah how you been man yeah so fuck man i've been really good really really good just like myself and nadia are in our own space now um, nice. The last time that I was on the show, we were in Melbourne, which was mm -hmm. in, like 2019, 20, something like that. Um, yeah, so we've got our own space now. We've got fucking two cats that I love dearly. And yeah, I'm in my in my own studio now, too, which is super dope. Um, yeah, man, just living doing doing my best to live life literally one day at a time Ugh. bro when we talked about you know that like, we talked about that oh my god one day just one day because like bro i've there's so much like realizations that i've come to have in the past i'll say let's just say in the past year of just where i've been operating and how i've been operating mm-hmm that have been detrimental to my journey. Like what? My presence. Um, for example, like one of like, it's really simple, but it's like the detail or like, how can I say this? The details of life create the bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're living in a state of, I wonder what the future holds, or am I going to, am I actually going to be able to make this thing, like the vision in my head real? We're living in a state of like future, futureness, mm -hmm. let's say, rather than presence. If we get caught up in our mind like that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I've been in that state for such a long fucking time, bro. Probably like my whole crump journey, which is like 16 years. Mm -hmm. Only this year, only this year 
have I actually been like letting go of the fucking reins and learning and doing my best to just flow with what is rather than what I think should be. Ooh, ooh, that's a big one to like, to let, to let yourself accept things for as they are, not what you wish they would be. There's yeah. a way, there's a way, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it's such a, like, it sounds so cliche because you hear like so many like self-development people and even like, you know, people like Sadhguru and all that kind of shit. Like they all talk about that. Mm -hmm. But like, I thought I understood it. And then obviously shit was still the same. I felt the same. Yeah. There's like, and there's a thing too behind, like when you hear these gurus talk and like self-help, right? Like they're speaking from, they are speaking from places I think of truth. Right. And yeah, I think I that there's a, there's a part of ourselves that it's like, um, I, I tell my friends, it's like, you know, we all talk about like, you know, God take the will we're, we're driving, but we say God take the will. And there's truth behind it when, when you can really believe that and not have like your knee pressed up against the will, trying to hold it in place or like yeah. kind of having your hand hovering above the will. Like, nah, bro, you gotta be hands back, like everything hands back and just let life fucking take you let it let it take you let it wash over you you know what i mean yeah. and let it can let, sometimes let it take the lead you know and yeah. just enjoy that moment enjoy where you are you know yeah and i think that's so challenging to do and one of the things that i actually haven't been able to talk about but i've been having thoughts about a lot is like not understanding the like our spiritual nature mm -hmm. creates so much fog in our brain to the point where we need prescription to the mm. point where mental illness becomes a real fucking thing because we don't fully under comprehend and understand why our brain is our brain and how it works why it operates in the way that we do Mm -hmm. in the way that it does as an in like individually you know because all of our brains operate in different ways and we mm -hmm. see different things <clears throat> but like that was a really big moment for me because mental health has been such a massive thing for me you know going through like substance abuse mm -hmm. um and then on the flip side, like I don't smoke weed anymore, but like getting to that point was so hard because I knew that it was just like, not that it's bad, you know, people smoke it for their own reasons or whatever, but like I, I created a relationship with it that wasn't healthy for me. How so? I knew that I didn't want to do it. And this goes back to like being mm. the, like living from my, living from my spirit rather than from my head. Cause from my head, I'm like, yo, like, let me smoke. Let me get burn. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I kind of like needed that, whether it be to fit in, whether it be to get out of my head, mm. but in turn, 
when every time I smoked it, well, not every time, let's say, I would say about 70% of the time that I would smoke weed, I would lose myself to it. Yeah, the getting out of the head one, I like that. And I was, I was talking with, I was, you know, had to hit up mama about it. And uh, I had, I, and now I've been about three months clean. I've maybe smoked maybe, maybe like one or two times, bro. And even when I did, I was like, yo, put that out. <laughs> like, like, put that out. Well, it be like that. Cause I got to the stage too, where, and this was like years back. Right. But I found obviously life is cyclical. So mm. if you don't necessarily learn from the thing that is present, it's going to continuously come back around and it might get deeper and deeper. Ooh, yes. The lesson might get bigger and bigger mm -hmm. if you don't learn it like faster, let's say. Um, but I got to the point of smoking weed where I was just doing it for the sake of doing it, bro. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, something's going to be wrong. But it still, even from that point of like awareness, it took me so long to get out of the environment and just ha um, build the willpower to just like be like, this isn't actually for me because mm -hmm. it was attached to my fucking old identity. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, yo, I thought you was, I thought you was weed, blah, 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 like smoking weed and shit. I'm like, nah. Yeah, and man. It was, and it's like, it's been hard too. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's the smoking section though. It's like, yeah, but that's not the smoking section. It wasn't just because I came here and got high, bro. Like, you know, right. the whole, the whole idea of, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire and these are fire conversations. So this is a smoking section right here, bro. Like, you know, like we used to call the neighborhood, the section, like, oh, this is our section. And then you yeah. have the East, East section, you know, North yeah. section and so yeah. this is just where my me and my people's at, bro. And and a lot of it, you could, yeah. You could also say you could also say that we're smoking on the ether. Ooh, I, ooh, I fucking love <laughs> yeah. you, bro. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and and man, for real though, like there was that point, like you know, when when we were young and shit, bro. Smoking weed was like this super like like special ritual. Like you know, it was like yo, I got this J. We're going to meet up on Friday. And I mean, we're talking about this shit on a Tuesday. And it's like, yo, we're going to meet up on Friday. We're going to smoke this. And yeah. then it turned into, you know, I get home and smoke. I fucking shower and smoke. I eat and smoke. Mm. I do this and smoke. And it's like, where where did I get lost in this? Mm. You know, and if I got to do this podcast, if and I looked at it like, if I got to do this podcast and be high, then I shouldn't be doing this podcast. Right? right. Because if... It's like any any relationship. If you're with somebody and it's taking you out of your balance, you're arguing and fighting or they're getting you to drink and do drugs like they're taking you out of that balance, bro. And, and you're not able yeah. to walk upright. You got to remove yourself. But I so, love doing this podcast way too much to remove myself. <laughs> from it. So I removed it from the podcast. You get what I'm saying? That yeah. attachment yeah. and that association. I had to had to cut that. You know what I mean? How like what? Because me and my partner have been talking about this my partner Nadia um she's fucking helped me with so much shit like just realizations of myself within myself <clears throat> but like was it 
an emotional choice because I feel like we're obviously emotional beings, right? And like, let's say someone finds out that they are super, super sick, like really, really sick, or they actually go through chemo or whatever it is. And then they're like, yo, I need to change my life. But why is it so hard for us to like, just say like, yo, I know that's bad for me. Why can't, why can't I just take the thing away? Mm. And so like for you, was it, yeah, like what was it that actually made you say like, yo, I need to not do this thing? Um, I think, yeah, it was part emotional and part mm. of it was a realization of, of cl- like a necessity of clarity, I guess is the way I can see it is, is watching my boy play. Mm. I was, I was, bro. I mean, I was out of my gourd and, um, he had woke up in the middle of the night and I can't remember what was going on with him, but he woke up and. He was like, Dad, and and usually that's when if I'm around him, if I'm ever around him, once he hits the bed, I'll sneak outside, I'll go smoke, and I'll enjoy my night. You know what I mean? I'll put on some Disney Plus, whatever. But he he popped out the room, and he's like, Dad, you know, all this shit. I was like, well, come up on the couch, bud. And I remember laying there with him, and I was thinking like, like, damn, I, I love these moments. You know, when he's just cuddled up beside me, he's got his fucking Pikachu PJs on and shit. And the next thing, um, next thing I had knocked out, me and him had knocked out and I woke up and I was carrying him to the bed and I laid him down and, um, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know how many more of these I got left. I don't, I don't know when the last time, like the last time I took a shower with him, that one broke my heart when he was like, no dad. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, what do you mean, bro? Like, I wash your fucking body, dog. Like, you know, (laughs) you know, parent time. That's my time with him. Like, you know, and I was just like, damn, I don't know how many more of these I got left, you know, carrying him to the bed or him wanting to crawl up beside me. And I don't want to be so out of my fucking dome piece that I fall asleep without realizing it. You know, I don't want to. I don't, I, yeah. I, I don't want to miss those fucking moments, man. And that's when I was like, I, I gotta stop this. I gotta stop the drill. Like I, it, it's gotta <laughs> go. Like, cause if it's knocking me out, even when my son is, you know, coming and crawling up on this couch with me, I mean, he loves sleeping on the couch with me, but no way, bro. I'm not, I just yeah. don't want to miss these moments. And it made me kind of think of other moments that pass by, like, you know, you're smoking and then you say you're going to lab. You know, but how much of this lab is actually concentrated, dedicated to what's happening? Because a lot of us use that excuse of, well, I'm more artistic. It's like, yeah, but I'm sideways autistic when I'm fucking doing it because I just like lose myself, you know, and it's just not it's it. I it doesn't bring me to my full potential like it like I used to think that it did or maybe even if it did at one point is just not serving that same purpose. And so I had to move away, man had to move away from it yeah that's dope and i think like going back to what i was sharing before that is a super like it's a it's not a um surface level it's not even a physical um how can i say like oh my lungs have xyz in it you know what i mean it's like a Mm -hmm. deeper purpose of you saying no to the thing and that's Mm -hmm. what helped me say no to it as well Mm -hmm. because what was the moment for you 
I think it was a series of moments, but what I guess like was the straw off the camel's back was like my, whenever I did have it, my connection to Nadia, mm. which it would shift. And like, whenever I was, a lot of the times when I smoke, I just go so internal that everything else around me is somewhat like non-existent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I get caught up in my own head. And if my thoughts aren't healthy at the time, then I'm just fucking spiraling down. Mm, yeah. I've been doing that spiraling down situation for so many years, bro so many years and i knew that it wasn't healthy for my relationship even though she was okay with me smoking like i'm in my own space now if i want to go out and smoke smoke a j and bro even when i say a j it's like one puff and i am so good you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like yeah it just like affected how i showed up in my relationship so i was like yo i know that i have to not do this thing Bro, and a girl, uh, one of the last girls I was dating, uh, that was something that fun was associated with was let's, you know, we get up, we smoke, we walk the dog, we smoke, we go over here, we smoke, we do this, we smoke. And, you know, we were doing this like whole long distance thing for a second. And um, I would smoke, bro, at the at the house. And next thing I was just going through all these cycling of thoughts, right? All these anxieties, you know, and of course the normal relationship anxieties topped on everything else that I was going through. Right. And mind you hadn't been in a relationship for close to three years. Um, and I was in the gym. I was in the gym maybe two to three times a day. And she sent wow. me a reel and it was saying, the guy was like, yeah, if you see a guy, it was uh, Kevin Gates. And he was like, yeah, you see that man who's working out two, three times a day? Like he's in pain. There's something wrong with him. There's, it's a cry for help. It's a, you know, because he can't resolve the pain in his head, he's mitigating mm. it by making the pain of his body match it. And she mm. sent me that. She's like, is there anything you want to talk about? And I was like, no, baby, I'm okay. Like, you know, but clear <laughs> lie, dude, clear lie. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm fine. You know, us guys, you yeah. know, I'm fine. We're yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, of course we're good. You know? Um, yeah. And that was kind of, I think that was the beginning moment. And then when me and her broke up, um, smoking would do it to me again. I would think about her. I would think about, you know, this and that, the arguments. And there was a lot of the times I was like, guys, I just, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good. I don't want no more. It's, it's making me fucking, I would tell them I'm freaking out. I'd be pacing, yeah. bro. I'd be pacing in my one bedroom apartment, like just pacing like a madman. Um, caught my balance. And then, yeah, that, that stuff with Elijah. That's when I knew I was like, he, it's not the relationship that's causing me to be this way. It's not the stress from work. It's this thing that is not allowing my mind. Like you're saying, bro, like that haze, this veil is like, I got to pull it back. It's got to get pulled yeah. back. It's, it's got to go, dude. It's It's got to go. Yeah. yeah. And I think like only when you l truly let go of something or 
take time away from something, do you actually understand what it was doing and how it was affecting your perspective? Mm, absolutely. And how you operate. Because like, if you say someone, you know, to someone that does smoke weed, like, bro, you should not do that. Or tell him, or we share our stories with them. They're like, yo, that's dope. They're still hitting. <laughs> you know crazy. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And it's like, nah, I can never give this up. Mm -hmm. You know? And like, that's the challenging part. Because a lot of people just go about life not, not that they don't question things, but I think it's like the change is fucking uncomfortable as shit. Change always like a lot of, Yeah, change always is. And like, especially when you're doing like the, the self work, the deep yeah. ass work, it is so confronting. Because mm -hmm. you can't. I mean, you can lie to yourself, but then you're just living in denial and yeah. then you're guilty and then you're still smoking that shit spiral, you know? And like, I think that's when Nadia's like, Nadia's helped me a lot with that, a lot with that. And I've had to learn so much about my like relationship style. <clears throat> how I show up in my relationships, why I act the way that I do, um, and continuously like recommit to her. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh my like, God. Like, bro, I think like I have these thoughts obviously because I go through this shit, but like I think that's why, in my opinion, a lot of relationships don't last is because they're not willing to recommit and just be like, yo, um, even set boundaries, even set like healthy expectations of each other, mm -hmm. of how to show up in a relationship and in the relationship. Like, man, there's so many times where I've wanted to fucking run. Mm -hmm. Like I've realized that, especially in the last, let's say two years that I've been such an, like escape artists artist of just facing the realness even though i thought that i was always facing the realness mm -hmm. i would always run and escape i think it's a i think it is a scary battle when especially with you know it's <laughs> one thing to deal with it on your own but when you are doing this when you're doing this self-work with a partner it's hard enough for us to look ourselves in the mirror and say, these are the blemishes of my internal, you know what I mean? These are these traumas I've dealt with. These are these different things. And it's easy for us. I think it's easier because we, we can walk out into the world, put our hat on, put our earrings on and, you know, feel good. And, and the world will never see. Yeah. And it's, it's scarier when you have your partner, this person that finds you in your most vulnerable moments. I used to tell my son's mom, she'd be like, why is it so hard for you to open up? It's like, I'm already naked in front of you. You know, like that's hard <laughs> enough for me. Okay. And now you're pointing out, you know, this shit because my dad would do it or this thing because of my mom or this thing yeah. because of the relationship with my family or this thing because of yeah. just who I am, you know, um, yeah. because of the person I am. 
That's mm. tough. Like, I want you to see me as this perfect man because I want to be a perfect man for you. But you're pointing mm. out all my flaws, honey. Yeah. You know? And then and then you're just like, motherfucker. Mm, mm. <laughs> you know, I could beat myself up all day, but you, mm, yeah. like, ooh, ooh, girl, you better just go away. Like, you know, I'm going to go sit in the living room, you know. But that runaway that, you know, in, in how you show up, that's beautiful, bro. Like, it's a question, too, you know, re, oh God, recommitting to somebody, you know, mm. to recommit, to choose them, not only choose them, because you can choose them and they not choose you, you right. know, but then right. when they say, hey, I choose you, too, and you make that commitment to it, you know, put it, get, put it down on wax and say, you know what, I'm a ride for you. I'm a look at these demons for you. For me, you know, for yeah. us in this this joint union that we have, that's beautiful, brother. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad for you, man. Thank you, bro. And I think like one of the biggest things that I'm learning is unconditional love. Like I thought that I always knew what it was, mm -hmm. but she shows me love in so many different ways, and some of them used to be so fucking uncomfortable that it made me want to run like what well i think it would be it's more so it's not like massive things but it's mm -hmm. just like daily nuances that make me question like if she's the one kind of situation mm -hmm. um because at the end of the day going back like cycling back to what we were talking about before about being present with what we do have and not being in control of it is like sometimes i get caught up in my head of maybe there's better out there mm -hmm. but then i have to remind myself like she's been there through everything she's seen me in all my different phases of being and i want to experience this new version of myself with her <clears throat> and that's, that's beautiful it's been fucking hard though <laughs> there's a beauty you know, in that too though there's a beauty in that struggle in that struggle oh, yeah. at work you know yeah for sure and i think like if I think this is also something that can happen a lot, especially if you're not, if the, if the partner that's like kind of pointing fingers saying like, yo, this is why you're doing this. This is why blah, blah, blah. If they're not doing the work as well, mm -hmm. then that's when it just becomes unhealthy mm -hmm. because it's just like, they're continuously pointing fingers at you saying you need to do this you need to change basically whether it be like direct or indiscreet or mm. discreet sorry <clears throat> you know what i'm saying and that's what that's what also can lead to like disconnection and and like breaking up so to speak yeah. because it's like you're always pointing fingers at me what about you homie yeah yeah and there there was something as you're saying like she's helping you confront these things man and you you know you i think everybody at some point in the relationship looks across the table and says could i do better than this you know and i think that is a part of us that wants to run away and that's yeah. a part of us that says you know 
it's it's the shying away from the work you know and yeah yeah and i i do think that there is a way when when our partner i don't want to just say women right because i yeah. think men can do this for women too or, or however people want to mix it up yeah. um is when we speak life into each other you know there's a way to shine light onto the shadows you know what i mean of our ignorance or just those traumatic pieces that we try to hide and those shadows that we try to hide them in there's a way for us to shine light onto it that's gentle right mm-hmm. but firm mm-hmm. and 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 reassuring that it's like hey like there's something over there you know it's it's a little it's a little dented but we're going to work it out you know we're about to iron this bitch out me and you together you know what i mean yeah. and yeah. and like you said like not this finger pointing like you need to do this and you need to do that mm-hmm. but like hey this is this is who i know you are you know this is who i know you can be how yes. do we sit there what what do i got to do to be there you know for you for us you know what i mean yeah as something that's helped me with that as well is like doing the fucking taking action on the fucking like concept of benjamin button right ooh yeah like for those of you that don't know i'm sure everybody that's listening knows who benjamin <laughs> button and the story of it but like i feel as though you know in a physical sense we grow up baby to this old person that potentially could be in fucking diapers as well mhm right so taking that metaphor but like flipping it around where it's like we grow up from innocence into tainted and then we need to go back to our base like connecting to our like childlike self mhm that's what's helped me heaps because i know that my kid wouldn't be smoking you mm-hmm. know like for me like in i ain't 10 and smoking mm-hmm. you know that was just what i needed to go through to realize all of the things that i have realized but like bro like i have a whole case of toys now let me Stay show you. Like, man. It's fucking fire, bro. Look. I don't know if you can fully see it, but Oh yeah. Bam. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Got to stay childlike, bro. Got to stay childlike. Jesus. Yeah, like you really have to and I think like a lot of people like Nadia again helped me like allowed me to do that. I was walking through IKEA one day and I was like I think this was the start of it. I was I saw a bear. And I was like I want that bear. And I was trying to justify not getting it. You know, oh, it's 50 it's 50 bucks and like I don't know what it's meant for blah blah blah, but like when I bought that shit it felt so fucking good. Just felt right. Hold, you know, what? yeah, it just felt right cuz I could hold the bear and like I always used to have like when I was younger I used to have you know, my toys, like my go-tos. I used to bring like this little gorilla called Benny everywhere. You know, and now I have this bear. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to have this. Um, so now I have this bear and like, I don't f- always 
go back to it and stuff like that. But now it's playing its role in in my household, which is like, you know how cats needle? Mm-hmm. One of my cats do that and it sleeps on the bear and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, just like I did, I completed a, like a Lego group in the mm-hmm. afternoon yesterday and it's so much fun. See, and we had a we have a question too on Twitch, and it says, yeah. "What does it mean to go back to childlike? Children are pretty naive, and that, though that may be true, right? That may be true, but there is a sense of naivety or na- naivete that we should aspire to have, right? Oh, yeah. And um, I was just telling some friends like this was um. A lot of people ask me why I kept dancing over the years, right? Like some of my old dance buddies from high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I tell them it keeps me young. You know, it, it keeps me young. And that naive idea of like, yeah, but it's just dancing. It's like maybe to you, but to yep. me, this is everything. Yeah. It's what I did first period, second period, you know, lunch of high school. It's what mm-hmm. I, it's what I would huddle around the TV and watch America's best dance crew or watch, you know, uh, fucking showtime at the Apollo and watch the steppers, you know? And I was telling my buddies too, we were talking about, um, we were talking about boundaries in a relationship. And my Mm. buddy was like, I really hate that word. He's like, I hate the, the term of boundaries. He's like, it sounds so controlling. And I was like, well, I was like, look at it like this. I was like, when you play tag with your buddies, you set a boundary because that's where we don't play inside. This boundary is where we play. We have fun and you can hide under this car, behind that tree, underneath that bush, whatever, no holds barred, but outside that boundary, that's a no go. We can't mm -mm, mm -mm, Mm. like, you know what I mean? And so love childlike play childlike dream childlike, you know? Yeah. What, what, who, who was it like Warren Buffett didn't hit his his wealth until he was like in his 40s so he had a childlike dream all the way up into this point in yeah. his fucking 40s be like you know what I mean so yeah be yeah. childlike with the things that you pursue I think you know we get older and we like to have these ideas and I, and I think this kind of goes to, to what, what we've been talking about. Like we put on all these expectations, adult like expectations and all these things. And sometimes you got to peel that back and remember who you really are, you know, cause we are born with innocence and, yeah. and, and we need to remember that like in deep down, not, not putch, not monster beast, not corpse underneath all this flesh. There's, yeah. there's some essence there that is pure and innocent, you know, yeah. and sometimes we got to remember that we got to remember that and yes. really aspire to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. hundred percent, bro. Um, so what was the question again? What does it mean to go back to childlike? Ah, yes. Okay. Dope. So for me, I just look at what my younger self enjoyed and then I go back there and experience it again. Whether I like it or not, I have to go back and experience it, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and it's not to say, like, having, like, being naive to a set, like, let's change naive to delusional, ooh. right? Like, ooh, I can touch that stove and it's not going to be hot, but it's really going to be hot. Mm-hmm. Our conscious self 
our adult, let's say our mature self understands what not to do, mm-hmm. right? Because the more conscious we get, the more we also want to protect ourselves. <clears throat> and yeah, going back to your child self is enjoying, for me personally, is enjoying the things that you've taken away or society has taken away or your parents have taken away and reconnecting with that part of yourself. Mm. Because like for me, <clears throat> my parents broke up when I was in, when I was like 12, you know, that's when the turbulence started. Mm-hmm. And I already had to feel like subconsciously my instincts kicked in and I was like, yo, I need a man up. I need to be a man. Cause if my dad ain't here, if my older brother ain't here, cause he's got his missus and blah, blah, who's the next in line? Me. So mm-hmm. that took away my, it, that kind of stripped me from experiencing childlike teenage years. Absolutely. You know, um, and going back to your point about like dreaming and experiencing those dreams, so important to create from a childlike state. Yep. Because that's clear, that's pure. And going back to also what you said about like, this is why I dance. Bro, dancing and like, let's just say exercise in general, but for me, it's dancing is the number one modality in the fucking world, bro. In the world, because Mm -hmm. it's hitting every aspect of your being, the physical, the mental with creativity, obviously physical is like exerting the energy and stuff. And then you have emotion. Crump is like one of the most emotional dancers in the fucking world. Absolutely. And it allows you to connect to those parts of yourself, whether you know, whether you consciously know where <clears throat> the movements, the energy is coming from, that doesn't matter. That's a God thing. Mm-hmm. And then on a spiritual tip, I'm not bro. Every time I dance, I am not Ian. Even though I am. Right? I'm expressing Ian, but it's through a through a space of being okay with everything that comes out. Mm-hmm. Which which then brings me back to being the clearest I ever am in life. After right. I dance, I'm just like, yo, firstly, it's like, yo, I'm fucking tight, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know my shit. I know my shit. Like, I'm buck like that. But then, like. <laughs> I'm buck like that for real, though. But then, like, when it comes back to it, it's like, everything's actually good. Like, you have, you know, because there's so much adrenaline, there's so much dopamine that gets, um like infused and activated in our brain when we and body when we dance that we're on a high for a little bit and then we come down and then it's like reality kicks in again and it's like yo i have to do this i have to show up for this blah 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 and that's why i think like so many 
people like myself included is like fuck i wish i could just dance all day mm -hmm. or i wish in another sense is like i wish i could just be happy all day but it's not for me i don't think that it's actually it's a tangible thing but that doesn't negate the fact that emotions and mental instability will arise hmm. like you just have like we're just fucking human bro we have to go through those things to learn but dancing is one of the most childlike things that you can do hmm. in my opinion because i can be anything when i dance i can express anything when i dance you know that's powerful that's, bro yeah and that's what's so healthy about it that to me makes it like so spiritual like i was talking to one of my students recently um just about how at the moment even though i want to be in battles and you know get w's and all that kind of shit it's like i'm in a space of like reminding myself and being okay with the sacredness of expressing myself mm -hmm. and the sacredness of even the session and the battles because i don't battle i've never really battled for w's because i know that that's an ego thing yes even though i obviously want the w's mm -hmm. you know i still dance from i do my best to dance from the space of like this is me and i'm just gonna show up however i need to in this moment and if i'm in a battle i would exchange with that person to make sure that they're not just giving me technical shit like give me you i want you and if you ain't getting to that point and you're either just thinking or it's just like technical shit and i don't feel you then that's where hood comes in and just like does his best to like kind of break all of that shit down so that you can get to the to your actual pure expression dude and that's a that is a big part of something I think I've kind of myself personally have been going through. I've came, I've came home from Cali a few times off the road, you know, battled hour, battled shakes mm -hmm. and took some L's man. And it, it, it was weird going in there. There was so much anxiety of like, I got to do good. I got to do good. I got to do good. Yeah. And I just didn't let myself just be me. You know what I mean? And just be, you know what I mean? And exist yeah. in that moment and was so worried about all this other stuff. And, and now being, being back on the road and, and uh, I was in Austin, Texas, shout out my boys from Austin, Texas. Um, we were, dude, we were at this club and we were just dancing and I was like, yo fam, this is where I gotta be. Like, yeah. <laughs> just dance man like fuck yeah. all this other shit and i remember one of the pals we was with he's like he's like uh, i had stopped dancing I, I my social battery runs out pretty fast and it ran out way it ran, ran out way too quick and um he's like man you're so buck bro 
all this shit. And I was like, nah, man, that, that's you guys, bro. You guys are lit, dude. And he's like, no, for real, man, you're dope. And I had to like soak that in and be like, you know what? I am tight, man. I'm good. I'm good at this dance. And I just need to just vibe with these people. They're not judging me. You know what I mean? There's no like who in the fuck in this club wants it right now. I'll battle every <laughs> single person in this club right now for y'all shoes, man. Like, yeah. uh, like, you know, and just exist in this moment. And, you know, someone was someone, uh, the same person's also saying that, you know, people are in, don't have the financial freedom to have fun the way that the way that they wish they can have fun. My friend, let me give you a piece of advice. If your fun requires finances, you should probably reassess, you know, you should reassess what fun means to you and get, (laughs) it means you're not going childlike enough. Cause I watched my son pick up a stick and have a fucking blast. Like, you know, just sitting on this, dude, he's old enough. Oh my God. My son's old enough. How old is he right now? He's going to be six in like three months, dude. So he's five, man. And he's finally at the point where he can swing on the swings by himself. And again, like, I was like, how dare you not let me push you on the swing anymore, (laughs) dude. But now I get to swing beside him. And he told me one day, like, dad, swing with me. And I was like, okay. And I got on there. And next thing I was like, I can go higher than this. Like, you know what I mean? I can go, ooh, like, ooh, watch this, Elijah. Watch dad. Like, watch how high I can go. And it was like, I'm having fun with my son, dude, who's... You know, he's barely old enough to take care of, like, you know, the basic self-atomic things. Like, but I'm having a blast, bro. You know, having a fucking blast with him. And so child, like, doesn't, you need to go deeper. If finances is something that you think is hindering you, go even deeper. That's why now I don't press myself. Like, what you were saying right now, too, is, is big, like trying to get to every battle, trying to get to every session, trying to, you know, I want, I want those dubs under my belt. Blah, 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 blah. Nah, bro. I need to, I need to get back to being comfy, just dancing in the corner of my fucking bedroom. Like I used right. to, yeah. you know, before Same. the, before the junior dread happened, before yeah. the corpse and the monster beast happened, before those things happened, I was more than happy with dancing in the restroom, fresh out the shower, no towel, you know, or just hopping out the bed like, yo, this feels fuck. Like, you know, I'm about to get this in real quick. Those things, those, the the bear, you know, or the gorilla, you know, find that thing that just, you can just carry in your arms all day long. You know what I mean? That brings you that sense of, of childlike, you know, bliss. Bl- yeah. I, blissfulness and, I, and naive is not the same thing. No. Blissful is what is what I've been searching for, I think, over these last probably like last year, year and a half, you know, that's um, <clears throat> yeah, just to extend on that point, like children don't need money to have fun. Go to a park and do fucking roly polies or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for real. Like, it could be something as random as, like, going to a beach and skinny dipping. Like, whatever gets the heart pumping. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, think about it as, like, dopamine. What gives you dopamine? For me, buying, like, obviously, it is a quote-unquote financial thing. But, like, all my thoughts when I was buying those things is, like, ah, it's too much money. Mm -hmm. I don't 
this shit. But like, I fucking love that I have them now, which mm -hmm. is like frames and like, bro, this artist, I went to Sydney for Red Bull and this artist, bro, fired from Japan. She draws shit. Oh, dude, that's sick. Bro, like insane. So I got Tanjiro, I got um, fucking, I can't remember his name, but the dude that wears the beast mask. Do you watch Demon Slayer? I've dabbled. I have dabbled in it, but not enough. Not enough. Ooh, man, you got to watch it. It's fucking crazy. <sighs> but um, yeah, like small things, man. Like take yourself out on a date. Oh, for real? Oh, God. It doesn't have to be money influenced, you know? And if you're tight on money, go get yourself ice cream. But like mm -hmm. consciously do it with intention. Not just be mm -hmm. like, oh, I feel like an ice cream. I'm just going to go get ice cream. It's like, yo, I feel like ice cream. Let me get the flavor that I haven't gotten for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, like those small things, even though they may seem like super small or minuscule, like I was saying before, it's in the details. Yes. Yes. In the motherfucking details of it all. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I think in a big thing for me has been um putting the phone down, man. You know, today um today I had to I had to switch hotels and all this shit, and um so I'm I'm waiting to check in, man, to the new hotel and uh like you said, bro, I there's a there's a joint inside the mall that serves banana splits, and that was something me and my mom would do on a regular basis. Yeah, and um I was on the phone with her, and um. I was like, Mom, I'm about to get me a banana split. She said, please do it. She said, I can put the phone down. I was like, okay. And so I put the phone down, you know, stuffed it in my pocket, got the banana split. And I mean, it had never tasted better in my fucking life. It's like, you know, <laughs> and I'm just watching, you know, moms and dads go around with their kids and people are doing their shopping and, you know, and I'm like, I don't think I've absorbed the people around me, the noise, you know, the hearing the cash register behind me, you know, this mm. mom's on her kid and this dad's over here, you know, laying down a life lesson real quick. And mm. here I am smashing on this, you know, just crushing <laughs> this banana split, dude, just going in on this damn thing. And I was like, yo, I haven't experienced life like this in a minute. Like yeah. it's something so insignificant, so inanimate, you yes. know, to, to say, like, yo, like this was me and my mom before I had a cell phone, you know, before the Instagrams and Facebooks and Twitter, you know, this is, this is what joy was. And I, and it really did take me back to that place of like me and my mom, hot summer day, chilling over banana split together, man. Fire. I love that. I actually have like a quick exercise for the person that asked that question. Write down the things that you used to do as a kid that you really enjoyed and the things that you felt like you needed Ooh. as a kid and you didn't have. Ooh. And then give those, give all, like slowly tick those motherfuckers off and do them with consciousness and intention and have no expectation of what you're supposed to experience either and just allow it to happen mm. 
Mm, I'm going to take that one too. I'm taking that one for myself too. I need to practice that more, bro. Yeah, man. Cause like going back to what we was, what I was saying before about like me having to grow up real quick. I got stripped of the things that I wish that I had. So I think that I've thought that life is very much about like, in a sense, reparenting ourselves mm -hmm. to the point where we don't actually need any external person or thing to create what we know we can create for ourselves. Ooh, that's big, man. Yeah. And, and I experienced that too. I experienced, um, I experienced and just that whole saying of, you know, had to be the man of the household. Um, mm. my parents split up, like I was like in the second grade and, um, about two years, well, a year, literally after that, we moved to North Carolina. And so I was very far removed from my dad. Um, and then a year after that, uh, my brother went to the military and I never, it took me a while to get to the point where I realized what kind of effect that kind of had on me. Mm. Um, but I had to become the man of the house and I really had no clear example of what that was supposed to be, what it looked like. Um, and you know, my parents were still going through the through the arguments and you know, it's your dad's fault. It's your mom's fault. So I didn't even yeah. look towards my dad as what a man should be, you know, and, you know, you know what I'm saying? And so trying to figure that out at, at a fourth oh, grade, <laughs> fifth grade understanding level was Bro, even trying to figure the fuck of that shit out now, dude, like, I'm saying, Oh my God. And people look at me, they're like, Oh, you're a good dad. I'm like, bro, I'm still trying to figure out how to do this shit. You know what I mean? It just came with no manual, no instructions. Yeah. And so judge me if you want, man, but I'm, I, you know, I gotta, figure, we'll figure it out, you know, one step at a time, man. And, and dude, Ian, I'm, I'm so glad to have you on the show and I'm, I'm so glad because the last time, man, we got into like very meta, you know, conversations. Yeah. And I'm glad that I can have these type of conversations with you. Cause I think it's like, it's a missing part. It's just mm -hmm. the missing part of society now, you know, mm -hmm. let alone, I think some of the circles of friends, especially like the groups that we find ourselves around in crump and dance. Right. A lot of people are so far removed from these conversations of like the deeper work, you know, what's going on inside or, what we can elevate towards or like, yo, there's a frequency out here, bro. Like there's really things that are moving around us yeah. for us, to us, with us. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and, and I always, I always like picking your brain about it, man. And hearing you talk <laughs> about it. Bro. One of the, like you said, like you is like, people are so far removed from those conversations. I remove myself from so many crump situations for that reason mm. because it's like why would i keep putting myself in a space where i don't have the opportunity to share like that 
like now I can choose and be okay with not being at an event or being at a session because my overall my yeah my overall well-being is more important yes session yes absolutely and then it goes back to like it being a sacred space as well Mm -hmm. because we know what it's like to be pressured in um showing up at a session Mm -hmm. and following the session and you know like being your at your best technical having all that added pressure in a battle and all that kind of shit but it's like that's not everything and it's such a worldly it's a worldly concept and i think that sometimes the sacredness gets stripped away from the session because not everyone and not everyone has to be on that wavelength either mm-hmm. but if it's if if that is like if that's drowning out your your being then that can be for me that's been the challenging part you know because like bro i'm in perth and every everywhere else around australia let's just say is like you know getting flown out and doing all this like dope shit going to events like people from the other states are flying people from like brisbane to to sydney and all that kind of stuff but perth there's nothing nothing Mm -hmm. like that so it's like i've had coming back to perth i've had to realize and like re adjust how I think and how I be with the dance and what I'm building as well. And there's a, uh, there's a big, big, big point where you're making man for me, for me at least. And I hope because a lot of, a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm native American and a lot of my native American, you know, brothers and sisters and, and family all like, they all resonate with this idea that, you know, I used to do our traditional dancing and singing, bro. When I first got into anything like this, anything expressive. And one thing about singing around the drum is, is you're not supposed to be intoxicated. Some people Mm. will go as far to say that you shouldn't have any intoxicants for more than like X amount of days. Right. Right. And you're also not supposed to be harboring any bad ill, like ill will or bad feelings. Yeah. Because it's a sacred place. And my Mm. mom would say, my mom would tell me that her mom would tell her. So grandma would say that to sing at the drum is to pray a second time. And bro, bar, right? And so, bro. bro. And I, and I say to myself, like, why am I going to the session feeling a certain way? maybe be near it right because maybe it does make me feel better maybe yeah. it do, maybe it does make me maybe it does make me happy right mm-hmm. but why am i going to be in this session expressing myself in a way that's tainted by something that happened at work or that's that's being pressured on by some kind of societal expectation of me right that's yeah. not allowing me and like you were saying bro like not allowing me to be my most authentic self 
mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. I've, uh, dude, I've gotten far removed from a lot of people because I can't talk this way. I can't, like, yes, bro, I hear what you're saying, but are you hearing me, bro? Like, are are yeah. you accepting yeah. of what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you right now? I'm not telling you to believe in what I believe in, but can you yeah. hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Does it land anywhere, bro? Like nowhere, nothing. Like you ain't got nothing. Okay, like. And, I, and I've had to get more used to putting putting myself in places where my thoughts, ideas, and presence are celebrated and not tolerated. You know, Ooh, say that one more time. <laughs> I'm Yo, telling bro, you, that's man. It. That's it right there. And that's why, we, like, we've created that space. Like, 1010 performers like myself and Nadia have created that space. Mm. And that's for everybody that's involved, not just us. You know, like we really listen, we really share, we really like see each other for who we really are. You know, like when our students are going through some shit, it's not just like, oh, you still need to be crumb. It's like express that shit. Like Mm -hmm. we tell them, we make sure that they do that. And we make sure that they have, and they know that they have an open line of connection where they can just be like, yo, I'm fucking going through this shit. I don't know if I can show up. Like we had our uh, mid-year recital back in July and a lot of them were really nervous. They were really anxious. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do in these battles. Um, Like, I'm so scared. I'm just like, to one of them, I said, fuck your ego. Oh, yes. She was yeah. like, yo, I need I need some advice. Like, give me something right now. And I was just like, OK, fuck your ego, because that's all that's talking right now. Mm-hmm. Just show up. And dance. Let go of every expectation that you have. Fuck your ego. Mm-hmm. And then there was another chick. Um, she was feeling. Like and Nadia speaks to her a lot more than me, but um, she was like, yeah, I've been feeling lonely and she was crying, but like going back to your point of like, not like coming to the session with those outside things. I think if you're doing that consistently, like for me, I know that I was doing that and, and Crump was the escape. Yeah. From the realness of life and dealing with my shit crump was the escape but now i intentionally go in that bitch and i'm just like whatever needs to come out needs to come out so Mm -hmm. even if it is those external things i'm gonna session them out until they're gone and then i can be the pure being that i know that i am Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I also like when I battle someone, that's my actual intention because I know that they're going to overthink because I'm me, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a heavy hitter or whatever. And it's like, I don't care about you showing like, yeah, I care about you showing up, but not necessarily in a crump way. Mm-hmm. Like, show me you. Please show me your truth. Mm-hmm. Let me Let me feel that part of you. And then. All I do is just continuously like prod and prod and prod until they 
you know, they snap basically. And they're just like, ah, and then they get to that point. And then I'm like, okay, my job's done. Remember that feeling. That's where you can go every time you dance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's also just like for me, if I'm at the session and I've got all of this shit, it's like, I know like my first two to three rounds are either going to be trash in the sense of like not having that playfulness or that purity. I just need to get shit off. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that now because <clears throat> I don't have anything to prove because in crump and in street dance styles in general, there's so much that you have to prove to people, right? They want, they yeah. want you to believe that they want you to yeah, believe yeah, that. Exactly, all exactly. All the time, bro. Mm -hmm. All the time. And like, that's being such a, I think that's one of the most like, unhealthy aspects of street dance culture ever <laughs> and i think sometimes it can be healthy because you need that push a little bit yeah you know you need that a little bit but when it's overridden by like the essence of why you started then that's where the that's where the issue is yeah, dude, the 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 little homies from Oxnard, man. Shout out Oxnard and shout out Childish. Um, they had a battle at Playgrounds, man. And um, I hit them all up. I hit them all up before um before their battles and stuff. And because I wasn't able to make it. Yeah. And um, you know, out here That's in Texas, crazy, was that like playgrounds look crazy, bro? They were, bro. The whole event was insane, and um. They all they all went and did their thing, man, and and um, I was very proud of them. I got a lot of good feedback about them from a bunch of different people. You know, big shout out to Dread. You know, I mean, out there at EBS right now, and shout out the yep. big homie at EBS. They both gave me good feedback yep. on them. Um, but all of them was like, you know, I'm I'm just I'm worried about this. I'm I'm scared about that. I was like, listen, bro, just you're tight, you're talented. Just go show them who you are, who I know mm -hmm. that you are. Mm -hmm. give me a pound of flesh and that's all i want you know what i mean you know, <laughs> you know that's all i that's all i demand i told him i told him pound of flesh no no bone no gristle uh yeah no bone no gristle no fat only flesh that's mm -hmm. what i demand just give mm -hmm. me flesh bro i just want that raw you know mm -hmm. the, the technical part this whole your moves and this and the music you chose man fuck all that shit bro just yeah. go dance Go have oh, a good time. Shit. Yeah, fuck all that, bro. Just go dance, dude. Go, let's go have a good time. You're in the garage. You know, you're yeah. in the garage, bro. You know, just they're going to feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're they're going to respect you. And I told them that they're going to respect who you are by the time you guys mm -hmm. are done. They don't know you yet. But yeah. now, now I get hit ups of, oh, Twin Corpse was lit. Oh, Little Corpse was lit. Shout out Little Corpse. He bodied. Junior course is tight. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah, bro. Like, you know, they're talented. Yeah. They got some growth to do. They got some more yeah. figuring out yeah. who they are to do for sure. Yeah. But yeah. man, they, they are on their way. Y'all better respect it now. Better, yeah. better respect it now, man. And that's the, that's something that we put emphasis on as well is like, okay, we give you the moves, but they're just moves at the end of the day. We mm -hmm. give you the foundation, but that's just the tool for you to express your unique energy signature. 
Ooh, yes. Right. And if you can't do that first, to me, the moves don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. I can appre- I can obviously appreciate like you've done the lab, you've created dope material and all that kind of thing. But it's like, bro, if I don't feel that, I'm not feeling you and that like what? Mm-hmm. Dude, especially us, man, like, you know, me coming from the hip hop scene and then coming to Crump and then you just being in Crump for so long, you know, it, dance to me, dance is dance. It is what it is, right? Dance is dance. And so I've seen so many dance moves. I don't, yep. think, I don't think that there's an angle or uh, a texture or a groove that's really going to wow me if that's all it is. It's yes. like, I've, I've seen it, bro, you know, but the way you do it, how it makes me feel is mm-hmm. like, Ooh, okay, now what do we got cooking over here, buddy? Like, it just draws yes. me in, you know, yeah. that, that feeling, that essence of who you are, man, it's, it's captivating, yeah. you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's what, like, a lot of the. To me, that's the difference between like the OGs and the people that have been in it super long to the people that are coming into it now. They're all learning like the technical aspect of it. But if they're not getting the like proper facilitation by whoever they're being mentored by, they're losing out. They're missing out on the biggest part of dancing. It's supposed to feel a certain way. 100%. Yeah, man. Dude, and so you guys are doing this this 1010. Yes. Right. You you and your partner, man, and you guys are doing that all out of Perth. Where are you guys hoping to take it? Oh man, that is a good question. Um so right now we're in the process of just like having Perth as our home base. Like we do online stuff as well. Um, but we would love for it to be like a worldwide thing. Nice. Like a hundred percent. And especially like, we really, I feel like we're teaching in a lane that isn't fully out there yet, Mm. you know, like, yeah, we teach the foundation, but like, we really mentor these people you know, like in a, on a holistic sense to the point where they really appreciate the dance and the space. Yes. We're basically giving people what we never had. And for me, like being like the pioneer, a pioneer of Perth is like what I never had. Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't, I only knew what I knew at that point, And I was trying to create the space that I have now, but um, I had to go through trials and tribulations. Um, but yeah, man, like we're keeping it, we keep it exclusive as well. Because going back to the boundary conversation is like, if you ain't actually like, we don't want anybody in it that's just going to come for a class yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like we lock those motherfuckers in <laughs> Love for, that. for a time for a time so that they can fully 
experience what it is that Crump is and what we offer, which right. is more than Crump, mm-hmm. you know? And I think like the whole idea of having healthy community is what we're building. Nice. And I think there's an intimacy there too. You know what I mean? There's there's the intimacy of we're all here doing this exact same thing and there's no outside, like looky Lou, you know what I mean? Like just the eavesdropper, Cowan, who's coming to to pervert this space. You know, we are here to... People that are one foot in, one foot out, we don't want them. Lukewarm. I hate it. Can't stand it. Can't stand <laughs> it. You know what I mean? My mom told me, shout out, shout out mom, man. She's been dropping some gems on me lately. Um, uh, cause, cause dude, I was, I've, I've picked up the Bible here recently. Um, yeah. and though, though I'm not a Christian and, and I do not believe in the practice of religion, um, there's been a lot of stuff that's came my way and, I've looked through the Bible and it just, and like I've told her and I've told other people, it just speaks to me in a language that I can, I can understand. You know, mm. I don't, I don't read Hebrew, so I'm not going to pick up the Torah. You know right. what I mean? And, and I don't, I don't speak Arabic, so I'm not going to pull up the Quran. Right. right? Yeah. But here is a holy, a holy text. You know, people can believe in whatever they believe. I don't care. Yeah. And these metaphors and these rhymes and riddles, they make sense to me. And um, so I told her I've been reading the Bible recently and she goes, well, baby, God doesn't like lukewarm. She goes, so if you're going to study, study mm-hmm. and she like, can let it impact your life. Mm. I was like, that's Ooh, I like that. I like, oh, I like that. I like that a <laughs> lot. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And 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 so like when I'm in the lab with people, I like to know that we're exploring the same way, you know, mm-hmm. Like when I turn and I look, you know, just to kind of peek, like I want to see somebody getting it. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're in there, they're in there getting it in. Like, yeah, man, that, yep. to have that space, bro. And it's, I love to hear that you guys are providing something like that. Cause I, you know, even speaking with Pono, man, um, he's trying to do that with Hawaii and it's, it's beautiful and you're fucking talented. Like, I want to make sure everybody knows that you got to look up hood, man. You got to look him up. This man is insane. Insanely talented. Um, and one dude, one video I always look over to is uh is the performance you and Nadia did with uh God, I can't remember the name of the performance, but you were rapping. She was dancing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yo, what a connection. Like that is that is something else yeah. to have. I mean, I, I would never know how it feels as like a rapper to have like look across the floor and see somebody just getting off to your track. Like, yeah. like, you know, yeah. like, I'm, like those are my words. Those are my yeah. words that's inspiring yeah. this movement. But then it, for it to be your partner, man, like yeah. beautiful sight. So dude. Special, bro. Some, so that's some special, bro. Some special happened right there. Yeah. I, I, I look to that a lot for inspiration. <laughs> There's got to be something like that for me in my life somewhere. Bro, 100%, bro. 100%. Being able to be like open to those experiences and, you know, not having an expectation on even what the physical form of that looks like mm. can be challenging. Ooh, yeah. Cause like I've, I've actually told Nadia and you know, we're 
as open and honest with each other as possible. Mm -hmm. And she's seen me with all these other girls and like in my mind, you know, from like watching porn and all this kind of stuff, like it's obviously in our brain, it's a skew. We think about fantasy a lot. And for me, I think it's about life is also about creating the fantasy with what you have. Wow. Yes. You know, and like, I have to constantly remind myself, like, I have everything that I need to create that. Mm hmm. Absolutely. You know, and especially like with the 1010 space, it's like really because we're street dancers, we don't really think from my experience anyway, a lot of people don't think about street dance as a holistic practice. Mm -hmm. So that's what we are doing our best to basically like guide a new a new breed of dancers that use dance in this way, which I'll say not cancels out, but like equalizes being great at it. And then also having a life that um, is in resonance with that. Yes. You know, because mm -hmm. I know you know what it's like to have dance be the be all and end all. Yeah. Like myself and Nadia realized this this year. It's like, fuck, we've been giving ourselves to dance so much that we haven't actually lived, bro. Mm -hmm. Everything was dance. Everything was saving to go to an event, saving to fly out to here and blah, blah. And which is all well and good. You know, if you're in that part of your journey, then dope. But like, we've been in it for so long that we've realized like, we just want to live and, and dance. Yeah. Not live for dance. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, we're building, like, we love it. We're building what we want to build. And we want to be of service to the people that need dance in the way that we're facilitating it. Absolutely. Um, I think living, I would even hit a point where I was living because of dance. It was the yeah. only thing that yeah. was getting me out of the bed. You know, this, this is all I have. This is all I have. It's all, yeah. It's, this is it. This is, you know, and, yeah. and uh, I hate to say it this way, but Elijah kind of took that from me. He kind of took mm -hmm. dance from me at a point. Like when he was born, I was hitting such a high octane of dance, like mm. Boxster, you know, sessions yeah. every week. I was there three yeah. days, you know, th three days out the week, I'm driving an hour and a half to go hit a session. And then AOV, <laughs> you know, AOV world's best choreo team and all this shit. I was that guy, man, from my city. I was that dude, bro. And he was born and I was just like, Okay, like whatever, you know, and there was maybe two or three weeks. Uh, let me be real. Maybe like two or three months 
um, you know, Sid stayed home and took care of the baby and I was doing the dance shit. And then I just, I don't know what it was or where it was, but I was like, no, I'm going to be home with the fam tonight, guys. And yeah. then that got to be addicting. And the next thing it was, yeah, I'm just home. Um, you know, if I'm not, at a, then it was like, yeah, if I ain't at a session, I'm at home. If I ain't at home, I'm at a session. And then, you know, I, I just got to picking up other shit, you know, podcasts and drawing yeah. again. And yeah. dude, definitely take myself out on dates, you know, go walk the beach, you know, especially after the split up, you know, it was, you know, take him on a date. And then yeah. when I ain't got him, you know, I'm gonna go walk the beach, bro. I'm gonna just go sit in this park and just sit, you know. And I think that's important part of life in general is like creating space for yourself mm -hmm. something like super powerful like i'm reading this bro i'm sure you would have heard of the book this right here wow yeah dude uh, yeah rick rubin is on one man rick rubin. rick rubin yeah and something that he said which is will forever sit with me is like when you want an answer to something, ask the question and then let it go. Mm. And then it'll just come to you when it needs to. Yes, and I was just like, damn, because that's basically creating space for God, universe, whatever you want to say, to come in and give you what you need mm -hmm. you know and like going back to 1010 we want to be able to provide that space for people on a freestyle level we're going to be starting cruise next year which is mad exciting because like mm -hmm. i've been holding back for a long time on um dropping like choreography and stuff like that mm-hmm and Nadia's always been like, yo, your choreography is like nothing else I've ever seen, you know? And like, for me, it was, it's just like that part of like, fuck, I have to, I have to work that muscle and create and create. So like, man, I would love to have a full show and I am going to do this, like of all my music and dancers just dancing and like, experiencing the music and giving the audience a physical representation of what the music is because like my music isn't, i know my music isn't for everybody right mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to be but like where i speak from is such a it's pure, you man. yeah it's me right and like, I feel so vulnerable in my music that sometimes I get scared of sharing that with people because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, is it too, is it too like internal? Is it too like personal? Is it too spiritual? But it's like, that's the, that's the thing that I, I have to offer. Yes. And that's enough, brother yeah 100 percent, and yeah to be able to create that with the people that are in my space with the people that i love and that are like working with me that's like the goal 
Mm-hmm. So slowly moving towards that and creating that space with 1010 and being able to do that with the people that are in it and a part of it is like the best thing ever. Like when we had our media recital, like everybody just went in, bro. Like so in some of them, it was their first time battling. We made we made sure that it was intimate, though. Okay. Because we don't want just any fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry coming in, going back to the sacred space thing. We want to make sure that it's just their family and friends, just okay. our family and friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but bro, I have never felt so fucking high in my life. Just that from natural blissful high. Yeah, bro. Just experiencing them go and be in their truth like oh man it was so crazy bro that's beautiful bro oh my god that's what it's about it's not about the dubs Mm -hmm. right even though like when we have because we have our um sunday classes so today we've got one we always debrief an event Mm -hmm. so we sit everybody down we go around and just be like, yo, so how did you feel about your battle? How did you feel about the event? Everybody goes through their thing. And then we give them feedback of not even on a technical aspect. That comes later, you know? But it's just like, yo, you were so in your fucking bag. You made me feel boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? Like giving people the opportunity to feel themselves without having the care of being technically advanced, you know, and like doing small things like before everyone went on, I was like, B, maybe we should give them like, because we've got um, Nadia's got these cards and it's basically just like affirmation cards, right? Mm -hmm. Like I am blah, 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 blah. So we got them to pick it, pick a card all out and read it all out. And it was what they needed to hear. You know, just having small things like that and then like having them say it and remind themselves and write it down on their wristband gives them so much more power to just be like, yeah, fuck all of that. Um, Let's say, fuck all the noise. Yeah. I'm going to just do me as best i can yep and that's gonna be enough don't worry about that jobs it's always enough i man i i had a buddy who came on the show um and he's he's trying to get his start in comedy and he was he was talking about like man my my comedy's not for everybody i was like Mm. but it's you though and you is enough yeah you know sure your crowd might start off with one or two people because it's not pleasing to everybody yeah but on you know on this on this rock you will build your church and then Mm. those church pews will be filled my brother like Mm. it's all it takes bro is just be you and and you know for you like him like him for you man like you guys are going to build your community that's not filled of lukewarm you know what i mean lukewarm people who oh i don't like this song but i kind of like this one or oh i i you know the the lyrics are cool but the beats whatever or or vice versa it's like you will have people man who will fill the fucking seats with those ass cheeks and will be a hundred percent in it to win it with you guys man and i love i really love the idea of having it like 
you know, kind of closed off, more intimate, you know, for the students. Yeah. Cause that's what, that's what Sherwin did for me with the Beast Camp Labs. You know, mm. it was, people don't remember, they were invite only. And then right. it was pay yeah. first, yeah. first 10 people. And then, then it was first 15 people. And then it was like, and it was like once a month. And I was like, listen, dude, I need it every week. <laughs> like I need this. <laughs> like crack and then and then it turned into one of the biggest sessions if not the biggest session in in all of america i mean i could go as far as to say the world if i really want to talk my shit but definitely in all of america man turned into something something big um brother listen dude i gotta go hit the gym and i'm I'm gonna get this workout in brother and we got to do this again because there's just so much more so much so (laughs) much more bro but when's when's your guys's next show when's when's the next thing you guys got planned for the 1010 so november perth australia we've got rage coming out and we're doing yeah we're just doing a whole show man mm-hmm. like and and that's that's something else that we want to make known to people in the general public that crump can be done in a sp- in a certain way mm. you know because everyone sees crump in like ebs and which is super dope that's got its place mm-hmm. but we know ours and we just want to create a show that makes people um you know feel put crump on a in a space where it's very how can i say not just tournaments i don't know how else to explain it but not just tournaments not just about battle like we're showcasing our students with crump and storytelling and all that kind of shit you know kind of like um like putting crump in a show like an actual show that's what we're doing um yeah rather than just battles and tournament like we already know that's that's done that's being done and that's always going to be a forever thing, but we're approaching it in a way of like, for example, like sports, you know, mm-hmm. athleticism. Add in that second layer, man. Add in that second, yeah. add in that second layer. Yeah. That's, dude. Yeah. Cause if we're, you know, really about the like holistic picture, we have to be that first. Yeah. Yes, sir. Man, listen, dude. <laughs> Ian, man, I, one of the things to, because I listened back to our old podcast. And yeah. um, one thing, bro, I really, really appreciate about you, bro, is that you really take the time with everything that you do, everything that you present, and the way that you converse you know, cause bro, we're, we're fam, man. Like, you know what I mean? And y- you really take the time to intellectualize what you're going to say. You're very purposeful with what you say and very intentful, you know, all these things, man. And it shows bro with the work you put out, the music, the dancing. Um, and I mean, I will never in my life ever forget watching you dance at Buckster and be like, oh, okay that's hood there he is like that's that's that fucking guy bro yeah. and and it that was a huge moment and i'm and i'm glad to share life with you bro i'm thankful that you're alive and i'm i'm, I'm thankful that you're in my life and you, you know I, I can't wait i can't wait to chop it up bro again but like face to face 
Hell have yeah. That ex- have that exchange because I don't think we've ever like battled. No, no. We no. we labbed and we did those like yeah, uh yeah. It was like, oh, you give a round, oh you give a round, but like get in the ring, like you know what I mean? Definitely, brother, and have that exchange, man. Yeah, hundred percent. So another thing that we're doing, we're going to get as many people as we can in 1010 to head to LA next year sometime. Let's so go. I'll be seeing you out there soon, bro. Let's go, yeah. brother. Bro, and I was just telling somebody too, like, man, I want a vacation to Australia. Like, I got faith. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying, oh, man. God. I'm trying my hardest. Um, so for everybody listening and anybody who's going to listen, man, um, give them give them Hood's gym of the night and let them know your social medias, yeah. where they can find you, where they can book 1010 trainings, all that stuff, brother. Yeah, so... Like it says down below, the real Ian DeMello, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my TikTok is the same as well. Um, with 1010, 1010 performers on Instagram. And if you type in 1010 performers on Google, we're the only people that come up. Um, so yeah, man, if you want to be a part of a beautiful community, um, regardless of whether you're advanced in it <clears throat> in street dance or crump or you're completely new to this shit we know that we have something beautiful to offer you guys and it's more than the movement that we're talking about here um yeah i've got all my music out on spotify mdmc if you want to check that out too i think that's it my guy thank you brother it was absolutely dude and we're going to do this again definitely do this again before the show and then we'll do another one after your show so that we can recap on it man uh smoking section everybody who's watched and who's going to watch hope you guys have an amazing day week month year in life until next time my man ian i'll be messaging you right now brother all right all right much love bro